from your trip, please turn me up. Back to the world, I'm going away, what's up, boom? Take some rain, no sun, rain on one more. Rain come, rain come, come shine, come rain, come on. Southside, let it bang. Outside, let it rain. Rain down on the pain. Rain down on the slain. Rain down for my mom. Rain down on the farm. Shower us with your love. Wash us in the blood. Drop this for the thugs. No, I grew up in the mud. The top is not enough. That's a cool baby. Is anybody here? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. Ah oh, man, it's like yo, shit seems relentless, right? Seems relentless. We're now in July. What the fuck, son? Yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> We're halfway through the goddamn year And I have no clue what's going on But moves are getting made, trust me Shit's gonna change, you know what I mean? But yo, I'm gonna start off like this this week, right? Because yo, last week I, I talked on the whole Crystalia thing, right? And um, Crazy thing, so uh, a young lady hit me on Instagram, Alexis, sent me, uh, yo, she sent me an article, so I just took a look, right, and um, yeah, when you look at the whole situation, because Dalia was just like, you know what, I'm going to put out um, articles, you know, like the full chains of the emails And yeah, he put so he put out the full chains Of some of these conversations With, um, where, so Colleen Riley And Simone Rossi Because they put out Because this is the thing, right? If if I'm talking on a thing I, I, You've got to put everything out like a screen, a screenshot always looks a bit suspicious because you can edit that shit. So, um, yeah, he he put out the full change. And listen, this is a thing, right? Now, the full change. It's not saying Dalia is a decent dude, right? Everything about this, it's still yourself like, yeah, Santa Leo, what are you doing? But this is the thing, right? The full chain does show, hey, yeah, he's not having, you know, sex. He's not like messing with the young girls. And I think that, see, that's important. You know what I mean? That's real important because. It looked like, yeah, he's he is knowingly solicitating, uh, you know, stuff with underage chicks. But yeah, he he once he finds out that you're young, he uh, he dusts, right? So, um, in the exchange with Colleen Riley, you know. He's um 
yeah, he, he asked for her age and she's like, oh, Chris, I'm 16. And he's just like, oh, shit, thought you're at my show. Got to be 18 for that at least. My bad, bye. And, uh, yeah, leaves the conversation, you know, which is just like, I, well, at least he left. Once he, once he knew, he, he went, you know, um, and, you know, there was another girl that he was talking with, like, Clara Shala, and, um, you know, so he's like, um, how old are you? And she replied, 12, you? And he said, answer. And she went, 24. You know what I mean? So, so there's that. And the Simone Rossi one is, I don't know, that, that one's kind of crazy. Because, like, she wrote a lot. Do you know what I mean? She wrote a lot going, yeah, I was underage and he and he did all of this. You know, like her main one was like, yo, for the longest time I thought it was embarrassing for me that I was interacting with this older man, but he was the one who DM'd me on Twitter and was the one who was twice my age and was the one that used the power imbalance between us to his advantage. Fuck Crystalia. But, you know what I mean, once you see, uh, you know, everything, so he, he, you know what I mean, he stopped interacting with her once he knew her age, and then she messages him last year, and is like, hey, I'm 21 now, and down to fuck, which is just like, that's a weird thing, you know what I mean, like, Look, you're, you're, you're saying that, you know, you were pursued and, you know, all of this, but it got cut off. Once the age was known, it got cut off. And now you email out of the blue and goes, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm down. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not great. But, do you know what I mean? He's having these conversations. It's just like, ask the question first. Because <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, after a, a good long time, then he then he remembers to be like, yo, how old are you, by the way? Oh, gotta go. You know what I mean? It's just like, when the first thing out of his mouth should kind of be, before we continue, how old are you, by the way? You know what I mean? Just want to check. Just want to check. Now, I get it. Right? He He's getting people message him all the time. All the time. You know, like, yeah. You know, you hear girls saying that they, they you know, consider him to be an attractive person. So, yeah, he's getting messages. Right? And I'm sure when he's at clubs and everything like that, the chicks are like coming up to him and all of this. But yeah, you know what I mean. You have to ask certain questions because people lie about their age. People underage sneak into clubs that have an age limit, so you can't take things on face value, and especially when you're in the public eye. 
Because, you know what I mean? If, if all it takes is someone to lie, you know, someone to lie, you might not know. You honestly might not know, but no one gives a fuck about that. No one cares. You are now guilty, you know? And yeah, you, you have to do due diligence. So, hey, what we have learned, I kind of feel, because I haven't seen anything else. You know, haven't seen anything else. I I took a look today and yeah, there's not, there doesn't seem to be anything new. So, Delia didn't pursue underage girls from what it seems. Is Delia a creep? Yeah, he's a creep. You know what I mean? He is a creep. You know, because there's definitely been occasions as well where he's like cut off a conversation. And then, as soon as the chick turns 18, he's like, hey, how you doing? Which is like, god damn it, son, stop it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yo, you, you, you could date older chicks. There are older chicks that want to date you. <laughs> date them. Stop with the, you know what I mean? These ones. Because it's... Kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. So, yeah. He, 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 from what it looks, he hasn't done anything illegal. He's just been a, a, a creepy, a creepy ass dude. So, yeah. It, it, that's it. You know what I mean? Don't, you know, don't let your, your your younger sister, your daughter, near him for sure. But um, yeah, you know, that's that's all it kind of seems, right? So it is good. Nothing illegal took place. Just because, yeah, that's just like no one needs that. And I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the you know the girls, right? No one needs that. Having to have that, you know, on you for the rest of your life. And I'm not saying, you know, what I mean when I'm saying on you for the rest of your life. Like, because that's a fault. You know, like, this thing happened. It's going to leave a scar. You know, so that is good. But, yeah. Homie needs to calm the fuck down. You know? But, um, yeah, that's how we're starting, people. So let's uh, move in uh, to the rest of this episode. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of crazy shit happening. It's a lot of crazy shit happening. You know, we do get, we finally get some updates on, um, you know, Ahmad Aubrey, Brianna Taylor. There's some Cosby shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, we will get to that. Okay? All right, let's go. Right now, right, there's this current um, campaign. Current campaign that has kind of... I don't know. It seems to be taking off. But there does seem to be a lot of contradictions in it. Right, so it's the um, Stop Hate for Profit campaign, right? And a lot of organisations have jumped on board, 
right? So we've got Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Diego, Unilever. Uh, we've got um, Av- Aviva uh, in the UK have just recently joined it, as well as uh, Ford, um, Con- Intercontinental Hotels Group, HP, Adidas. So it's all a, it's it's kind of all about right the way people are saying Facebook isn't doing enough to remove hateful content from the platform. Right, so that's what it is, you know, because the, the hey they're taking, you know, they're saying hey Facebook take advertising money, right, for these organisations to put these comments, put these thoughts out there. And Facebook aren't taking them down. So they're making money on stuff that, yeah, they're claiming. And the rest of the world are kind of going, yeah, this isn't good. Right? So, yeah, there's this big... Ah, there's this big boycott. Now, it's an interesting... It's an interesting thing, right? And people are wondering, hmm, can this boycott... You know, will it be the downfall of Facebook? And, like, hey, you you look at it and you're like, not really. Not really, because, you know, all Facebook need to do is do something to go, hey, we're stopping, we're no longer doing this thing, and it will happen. Right? So, that's that's what it is. And that's all they have to really do now, because I think you know you we've had a there's a similar kind of thing against YouTube in 2017, right? Because there were like homophobic videos and racist videos, and advertisers like, look, no, we don't want our content up against them. Now, this is the interesting thing about it, right? So, Facebook seems to be the big one that everyone's taking aim at right now. But, let's look at it, right? So, the the other week, Donald Trump put out a, a video and what he... It was captioned something like, White baby... Um, Racist attack on black baby. So they'd taken this video that had been all over the place like last year. Of two two babies. Babies, they were probably, I don't know. They could walk, right? So I have no clue what little kids do. Is that like three-year-olds, four-year-olds maybe? And you have these two babies like running to meet each other and so he'd taken some other bits of that video which had them running after each other and he kind of put it like this now twitter put this video like they put a marker on the on the video saying that oh you know it's hate speech or something something right which they've decided to do but they left it up there they left it up there Right, so 
if, if you're saying Facebook is bad, right, you have to then look at shit Twitter is doing. And also, what about YouTube? What about YouTube? Because YouTube is a weird fucking thing. Yo, like they they will demonetize a video if you're you you're playing a little snippet of music or something like that. Yo, they will defund the video, but but right, and and I think what we have seen over the last few days. You know, we've got the whole Shane Dawson situation where they've now, all of a sudden, they've demonetized his channels, right? So they've just done that. But for a long ass time, this dude has been putting out some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah, I mean, like, I think there's, there's a, in one of his videos, he's kind of faking masturbating over Willow Smith, who's 11, right? He's, another video, he's talking to a, what, a six-year-old girl, and talking to her about, you know, putting a tampon in her, and she's sexy, and she should give people blowjobs, and shit like that, another video, he's saying that, you know, babies are sexy, which is all allowed, right, and you kind of have to scratch your head and go, wait, 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 so playing, you know, because uh, so, I think what you can play a minute of someone's music or 30 seconds, something like that. And if you play slightly longer, you're in trouble. So doing that, they will come down on you. But talking about, you know, babies being sexy and that you want to masturbate over an 11 year old, you know. Trying to talk a six-year-old into doing sexual acts. That's all fine? That's all fine? Like, what the fuck? And let's think of uh, something else. YouTube also allows people to put videos of, um, like, people bathing their kids. So there's a whole load of, like, mum's channels. Right, these parent channels and things like that. And you look at the views of their videos. Right? They've got loads of videos, some of these channels, and it will be like, oh, feeding the kids and oh going to the park with the kids. And those videos, they'll have some views. Have some views. And then they'll put that same channel will put up bath time with the kids. That video millions of views, millions of views, and the thing about it all, they turn the comments off for those videos, right, comments are allowed on all their other shit, but those videos, they'll turn the comments off, right, so you know, you know that those dirty ass parents understand what the fuck is going on, they understand, 
They're pimping out their motherfucking kids So pedos will look at the videos And they get views So they can make more money with advertising They'll do that But YouTube allows it YouTube allows it So when you have these companies go Oh, we're against hate speech We're against this, we're against that We're boycotting Facebook what else is involved here? Because it's just like, what that's you boycott that, but you you are fine with the other shit. Like, what what's going on here? You know what I mean? like, come on, let's be consistent. Let's be fucking consistent here. You know what I mean? Because they are all just as bad, like all of these things. It's just as bad. Just as bad. Because Twitter will pull down videos. They will cancel people's accounts for saying some innocuous things at times. Right? They will, you know, suspend you for a couple of weeks and stuff like that. But they, you know, they'll let Trump put up fucking weird videos like this. They'll let some other shit go. It's not consistent, you know, so, hey, I have no issue, right, with you making a stand against hate speech, but, you know, what, you have to look at it and think, all right, what else is happening here, you know, uh, are, are people, like, irritated with, you know, maybe the financial split, is it that? Because, hey, if you were really against shit, if you're really against all of this shit, you go, all right, we're, we're stepping off of Facebook. And you know what? We're doing the same with fucking Twitter and YouTube too. Because all of that shit stinks as well. So, yeah, let's look for universal motherfucking change. And then we'll resume business as new business as usual. Because right now you're just skipping from one but going to the other. You know what I mean? It's all kind of bullshit. It's all kind of bullshit. Like there's no real morals or you know what I mean? They're just like they're playing fucking games. That's what it all seems like. You know? And that's kind of fucked up. So, hey, let's see some change. Let's some see some real motherfucking actions happening. Because it's all kind of foul. It really is. It's all kind of foul. Ugh. Okay, so in a weird bit of uh, events, Camille Cosby. Yeah, so she came out. Right, so, oh man, yeah, the, 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 you know, the whole situation with Bill, which is not good at all, uh, so, yeah, I think it was in an interview, right, with ABC News, Camille, um, you know, she, she spoke about it, and, yeah, she's saying that the accusations against Bill 
and the whole Me Too movement as a whole was driven by racism. Which I find is an there's it look from what I recall, right? So all manner of people were accused. I mean, look, Louis C.K., like Aziz, like loads of different people were accused. It wasn't just kept to, you know, a certain ethnic group or anything like that. But she, yeah, she doesn't really... It's a weird piece, and, you know, from from what you... Like, from the article that's, you know, gone up um, on page six, right? They don't kind of, you know, we don't get the full transcript, right? But we do get just these bits of what she said. And, um... You know, I think she's speaking because the, the court said that they would uh, look at some of the things that happened in the case. Right? Um, which, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's a weird situation, right? Because it's like, um, I think because there was, I think the case was on... A particular person and, you know, the uh, prosecutor brought in evidence from other women, right? So, supposedly, yeah, you know, they're looking into that. But, um, yeah, because she said uh, the Me Too movement and movements like them have intentional ignorance pertaining to the history of particular white women. Not all white women, but particular white women who have, from the very beginning, pertaining to the enslavement of African people, accused black males of sexual assault without any proof whatsoever. No proof. Anywhere on the face of earth. Right, so... She says a lot of stuff like this, you know, making a, uh, kind of parallels to the uh, Tulsa massacre in 21. Um, you know, the, the lynching and the mutilation of Emmett Till. Right. So she's making these comparisons. But like, the, you know, the, I think the whole issue with it is like 60 60 women came forward with accusations against Cosby and I uh, yeah and from what I recall not all of them were white right not all of them were white and you know speaking to a lot of people everyone's just like yeah we for years We've heard rumours of Cosby doing shit. But, yeah, like rumours. And usually, I'm not saying always, but usually when there's rumours circulating, there's something to them. You know what I mean? There's something to them. And also, right, Cosby did admit to... um, Giving 
like at least one of the women drugs and having sex with her Right, and he kind of skirted around the question of Did she know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like he has admitted to um, yeah, having sex with some of these women and that's, yeah, Camille doesn't really talk on those things. It's just like, yeah, yeah, this woman, she lied. All right, but not, you know, because it's just like so much came out, right? So much came out. You'd kind of think that, okay, you kind of need to break it down, right? Because, it, yeah, there's just too much here. So what? What issues are we speaking of? You know what I mean? Like, where are you saying that things are kind of off? There's, yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's all these accusations, Camille. And it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. It's like, uh, oh gosh, what do they, uh, you know, that thing where people like the guilt being with someone and they start believing everything that they said. There's you kind of feel like, look, if someone has had that many, that many accusations against them, you'd be a bit like, all right, I need to look into this shit because something is off here, right? There's definitely some some crazy ass shit happening. But yeah, she doesn't seem to be doing it. She just wants to uh you know make parallels to you know racism and Tulsa uh, and, and things like that, which is very problematic. Right? It's very problematic. And I, yeah, I have no, I have no clue, really, what's going on, but it's just, ugh, it's very uncomfortable, man, real uncomfortable, and I, I, I just think it's, it, yeah, there seems to be a problem here, right, now, yeah, he's been granted an appeal, but what's gonna, you know, what are they saying with that? Like, who knows? It's just... Hmm... Weird. When you look at it, when you kind of break things down, right? It kind of seems that... You know, they, they're they not even really trying to say that he's not a creep. That he, he's not, you know... A person that did all of this stuff is kind of on semantics, right? So one one bit is that you know they they're trying to say that the assault, um, yeah, the the assault on um, constant, you know, she says it took place in 2004, but they're trying to go, took place in 2003, which then means it doesn't, it falls with 
like out of the statute of limitations, which would get him out. So it's not like, oh, I didn't do it. It's just like, oh, no, it happened earlier than that. Which you got to go like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what? And they're also kind of using the current climate of, uh, yeah, the reason all of this happened. Which is odd. It's odd. It's kind of foul. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens here. I think it, it kind of stinks. Does kind of sink. Yo, the amount of people coming up and get like 60 with 60 people coming up on you. Like Janice Dickinson. Like, why would you? Yeah. You're kind of it's it's an odd one. It'd be interesting to see what happens. But Bill Cosby, man. Urgh. I even if he gets out, right? He ain't he yeah, he he has no career. <laughs> he has no career after after all of this. It's just kind of foul, right? Okay, so yeah, there's a lot been happening right now. You know, there we've got all the protests, you know, we've got Black Lives Matter. Um, which is all kind of magnified with COVID And just people have had enough People are demanding change Right? Now, it the change definitely needs to happen we're, Like, all we're asking for is equality That's it People are against it It's weird as fuck Now, you've got a load of organisations And people coming out Going, Black Lives Matter And all of the support and all of that Which eh, Some of it is basically lip service You know, people are coming out with stuff That's real indigenous You know what I mean? Yes, I pronounced that word incorrectly I know, let's move on So, um, yeah, there's a lot of fake-ass shit happening and it's patronising And you know what I mean And you kind of scratch your head Like wait motherfucker You've just had this realisation Well, yeah, Like what's going on You know what I mean What the fuck is going on Now because of all of this we've, we've seen a lot happening In the TV world Right um, now some of that has has happened with voice acting Now I think it started with Big Mouth I could be incorrect I think it started with that So let's, yeah, let's hit that, right? So Big Mouth, it started It hit Netflix September 2017 2017, right? So season 2 2018, um, yeah, third season, yo, that came, I mean, like, uh, 2019, well, like, one episode, yeah, I mean, it all hit, you know, I mean, they kind of split it, but, yeah, and it, it's got a full season, a fifth and a sixth, which, yeah, Netflix asked for all at once, right, renewed it for three seasons, um, so this is it. so I mean well, that's very important, right? And the series it was created by Nick Kroll, Andrew Goldberg, Mark Levin, and Jennifer 
flack it. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's basically teens based on Kroll and Goldberg's upbringing in suburban New York. Right? So that's the thing. So just the other, I'm saying so a lot, but, you know, so. Um, yeah, the other day, Jenny Slate, who play, who, what well, voices the character Missy, she came out and said, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm quitting people, um, you know, because her character is a, a mixed race girl, and, you know, she's half black, half Jewish, half, eh, that's always a weird one, because it's like, it's like you're half and half, no, it's just a mix, right, you're, you're, one parent was one, one parent was the other, and then inside the chromosomes have decided to do what the fuck they are, but, Yes, you are mixed race. You know what I mean? Uh, which, listen, when it comes down to it, a racist ain't going to go, oh, you're, okay, I'm going to leave. No, they're going to say, you're black. Boom. Right? So people can be say what they want, but, you know, mixed race is black. Right? And people shouldn't front on that shit. So, but she came and she said, look, she can no longer voice the character um, And it should be recast With a black actor Voicing it, right? So she put out a, a, a statement On Instagram um, Yeah, that reads I have come to the decision today That I can no longer play the character of Missy On the animated TV show Big Mouth At the start of the show I reasoned with myself That it was permissible for me to play Missy Because her mum is Jewish and white As I am But Missy is also black And black characters on animated shows should be played by black people. I acknowledge how uh, how my original reasoning was flawed, that it existed as an example of white privilege and unjust allowances made within a system of of societal white supremacy. And that in me playing Missy, I was in engaging in an act of erasure of black people. Ending my, my portrayal of Missy is one step in a lifelong process of uncovering the racism in my actions. As I look back on the nature and the emergence of my own voice in comedy, I know that I have made mistakes along the way. I can't change the past, but I can take accountability of my choices. I will continue to engage in meaningful anti-racist action. To be thoughtful about the messages in my work, to be curious and open to feedback, and to do my best to take responsibility for the ways that I am part of the problem. Most importantly, though, to anyone that I've hurt, I am so very sorry. Black voices must be heard. Black lives matter. So that was her statement. And um, yeah, look, Nick Kroll. He also put out a statement um, on his Instagram. 
Okay, so it read, um, after thoughtful discussion with us and our black collaborators, Jenny Slate has decided and we wholeheartedly agree that Missy on Big Mouth should be voiced by a black actor. We sincerely apologise for and regret our original decision to cast a white actor to voice a biracial character. We made a mistake, took our privilege for granted, and we're working hard to do better moving forward. We are proud of the representation that Missy has offered cerebral, sensitive women of colour, and we plan to continue that representation and further grow Missy's character as we recast a new black actor to play her. We thank Jenny for her decision and for creating us with an inspiring, compassionate and very human character. We look forward to being able to explore Missy's story with even greater authenticity in the years to come. Right? And yeah, he signs off from all the creators of Big Mouth. Okay? So, um, yeah. So that happened. Right? And look, the, the thing with it it's this, right, so, look, as I said, the show was created, hit the airs, 2017, right, so, that's not, um, you know, it's, it's not a time when, you know, we had segregation, and, you know, yeah, people basically, you know, wore blackface on TV, and everything was, you know, mad open, right, no, that, like, 2017, it was three fucking years ago, and we're meant to be, you know, because everyone was saying, right, that, hey, there's equality in TV and Hollywood and blah, 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 right, that's what we were always told, and I, I think what the issue here is, it's not so much, oh, 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 you know, Jenny Slate, Voicing Missy. The problem is, it's this. It's hard for, you know, minorities to get work. Right? You watch TV shows and, and the, the mix-up of characters, it's predominantly white. Unless you've got a show that's made for a black audience. You know what I mean? Like... It has to be a show made by black people, essentially, for that to happen. Like Atlanta, like Insecure, you know, something like that. And that's the pro that's the real problem, right? If there was real equality in, you know, TV and Hollywood, this wouldn't have been an issue, right? I don't think anyone would have said anything. But because of that, and because everyone knows that's the truth, that's why we're seeing this. And it's the crazy thing, right? It, it, it's the crazy thing where it's just like, um, you know, people say things like, uh, you know, uh, like, we apologise for and regret our original decision to cast her. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't. Like, oh, it was a, like a big shock with like black people wanted work. Like, what? Huh, that's some crazy ass shit. What? That baffles me. Damn. 
You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. It was 2017. Now, look, Jenny Slate, her, um, her, you know, her statement, and I, I get what she's saying. You know, if the character is part Jewish, she's Jewish, and it's mean like, all right, well, yeah, I could probably, and, you know, like, she might have really needed fucking work, right? Just because she's white doesn't mean that she wasn't in financial difficulties and struggling. It's not necessarily her, like, on her. You know, like, the TV show, they put out the casting call, right? They did the hiring. So that's really where it where it lies, because, hey, if someone needs to eat, they're going to try and do whatever the fuck they can to make that dough so they can fucking eat, you know what I mean, so I don't blame Jenny Slate, and as I said, look, this isn't, like, it's not the craziest fucking thing that's happening right now, but it's become this because of, you know, the way everything is, right, and, um, yeah, that, I think that's the big thing, but since then, we've had so much more, right, there's been so much more, like, uh, Alison Brie, oh my days, Alison motherfucking Brie, she voiced a character on Bojack Horseman, which, um, has now finished, right, so that, yeah, that finished, I think it was this year, early this year, the full season came out, and in that she played, she, well, she voiced a character, Diane Nguyen, right, who was a Vietnamese American character, so now, Brie put out a statement, right, and it says, in hindsight, I wish that I didn't voice the character of Diane Nguyen, I now understand that people of colour should always voice people of colour, we missed a great opportunity to represent the Vietnamese American community accurately and respectfully, and for that I am truly sorry, I applaud all those who stepped away from their voiceover roles in recent days, I have learned a lot from them, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, like, that's some bullshit right there, you know what I mean, like, what are you doing, seriously, what the fuck are you doing, it's insane, you know, like, it is really crazy, you know, I, I, it, it baffles me, because, look, it was done ages ago, this isn't new, Yo, Bojack Horseman, like, it's, it's not a new show, you know, it, it, it's, it's not a new show at all, so, and again, like Big Mouth, it's, um, you know, it, it, it started in recent times, right, <laughs> so it's like, to try and claim that, oh, fuck, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we did this thing, and we did, like, we didn't mean to do it, because, like, it started in 2014, right, Uh, so, again, like Big Mouth, it's not like it was crazy fucking times, 
You know, like, everyone knows what's going on. And, you know, you could have done, you could have given someone a job. Right? Stop the bullshit, giving someone, but you didn't. And coming out, coming out and being like, oh, yeah, I really, it's just, it's not true. You didn't, like, if you really cared. You would have done something back then. So just don't say anything. It's irritating. You know what I mean? It's really... It's just... Man, it's just like, shut the fuck up, right? Seriously, shut the fuck up. You know, like, Hank Zazario... Azaria, or however you pronounce that name. You know, he voiced um, Apu in The Simpsons... But that situation kind of got, I feel, got sorted out a while back. You know, that he, he he came out, I think it was, what, last year or maybe beginning of this year, right? And said, look, I'm, you know, there's been so much talk about that situation. You know, so he, he came out and said, look, I'm not going to do it. So I think we knew, we knew that a long ass time ago. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, so I, I, I don't think that's a big thing, but, um, you know, with uh, Family Guy, right, so Mike Henry, he's stopped playing, he's saying he's going to stop playing, what, voicing Cleveland Brown, um, and uh, I think Wendell Pierce is campaigning for, for to do that job. Which is like, okay, I mean, hey, who doesn't love Wendell Pierce, right? You know, but yeah, it's just this whole thing, like, people coming out and trying to say, oh, you know what, I I, I didn't realise, and, you know, what everyone's saying, it's really touched me, and blah, blah, you just want to be like, look, don't. Stop doing it. I, I obviously some fucking PR agency. You know your agent has set this thing up. And they're like, yo, you need to get ahead of this. You need to say something. Right, Carl, make this statement. Because I don't believe it's them. You know, it all it all reads very dishonest, and it's people making these bullshit claims after the fact, like J.K. Rowling. You know. After the fact, going, Hermione was really black. Yo, like, just making these stupid fucking statements. So instead of actually doing something at the time, you know what I mean? Making a statement at the time, it's just like, you know, trying to rewrite history. And that's the big thing. These motherfuckers are always trying to rewrite history. And it's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. Hey, if there was equality within the system, no one would really care about the voicing parts. Right? No one would really fucking care. Because this is the thing, right? When you look at it, you know, Big Mouth, they've got um, Maya, Maya Rudolph, Fandy Newton, Jordan Peele. They all voice characters on that show. So it's not like they, they're they not employing any, you know, black people, any minorities 
or anything like that. But because the discrepancy is so much, that's the issue. You know, it's the issue. And you start a new show like, uh, uh, yeah, we didn't talk about fucking Central Park, did we? You know, so yeah, Central Park, that, you know, they created that for uh, Apple TV, right? So it's this new new show that got started and Kristen Bell, she she was she voiced Molly in it, okay? And yeah, she stepped away from that role as well. Yep. That's right. So she put out a statement which said, "This is a time to acknowledge our acts of complicity. Here is one of mine. Playing the character of Molly on Central Park shows a lack of awareness of my pre, pre uh, pervasive privilege. Casting a mixed race character with a white actress undermines the specificity of the mixed race and black American experience. It was wrong and we on the Central Park team are pledging to make it right. I'm happy to relinquish this role to someone who can give a much more accurate portrayal and I will commit to learning, growing and doing my part. Right, so, um, you know, the creators of the show, uh, yeah, they put out their own, um, their own statement, you know, um, so it, you know, they said, Kristen Bell is an extraordinary talented actress who joined the cast of Central Park from nearly the first day of the show's development, before there was even a character for her to play. And she since delivered a funny, heartfelt, beautiful performance. But after reflection, Kirsten, along with the entire creative team, recognises that the casting of the character of Molly is an opportunity to get representation right. To cast a black or mixed race actress and give Molly a voice that resonates with all the nuance and experiences of a character as we've drawn her. Kristen will continue to be part of the heart of the show in a new role, but we will find actress um, lead her voice with Molly. We profoundly regret that we might have contributed to anyone's feelings and exclusions. Black people and people of colour have worked and will continue to work on Central Park, but we can do better. We're committed to creating opportunities for people of colour and black people in all roles on all our projects, behind the mic, in the writer's room, in production and in post-production. Animation will be stronger for having as many voices, experiences and perspectives as we can possibly bring into the industry. Our shop and our show will be better for rep respecting the nuances and complexities around the issue of representation trying to get it right now the crazy thing about this they're like yeah we yeah she was on full before we even had a role so it's just like why why create that character then give her a white character that's the nutty thing about it it's just like look um, just try and help try and employ more people give more you know Minorities an opportunity because that's all that's wanted, right? 
an opportunity. You know, if the playing ground was even, this wouldn't even be a problem. It wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be an issue. But people need to fucking stop with the, I'm going to use this experience for learning, growing and doing my part. Shut up. You sound like an asshole. It, it really sounds like you're, you, you know what I mean, you've been a racist cunt all of this time. And, oh, yeah, caught me. I'm going to start, you know, stop wearing blackface at home and calling my slaves, you know, boy and girl. That's what it fucking sounds like. It's fucking insane. Ugh, it's so fucking ridiculous, this whole thing. And the crazy thing about it, right? And talking about equality, you know? So, you know, um, Mackie. Mackie. Fucking Anthony Mackie. Rah! He plays Falcon in the, in the Marvel films. So, he was just talking about, you know, shooting um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh... And he said something that was interesting, right? Said something that was real fucking interesting. So it was about um, representation, right? So he said, it really bothered me that I've done seven Marvel movies where every producer, every director, every stunt person, every costume designer, every PA, every single person has been white. But then when you do Black Panther, you have a black director black producer, you have a black costume designer, you have a black stunt choreographer, and I'm like, that's more racist than anything else, because if you only can hire the black people for the black movie, are you saying they're not good enough when you have mostly a white cast, which is the thing, right, it's equality, that's what we want, now Marvel, they'd realise, ah, we could do better, so they went, Big on Black Panther. But this is the thing moving forward. What's your splits like? Right? What's everything looking like? You should have more women. You should have more minorities. And it just should be even. Stop the bullshit. Because that's why this is an issue right now. Because all the fucking bullshit that's there. And you know it. That's why this is a fucking thing. So, let's see what happens. But, yeah, there's more shit, right? There is more shit that needs to get discussed. So, don't go anywhere, people. Okay, so, you know, we talked about this previously because, um, you know, episodes of... What was it? Little Britain, um, Bow Selector, and stuff like that were pulled. Now, in the past few weeks, more shit's gone down, right? So, um, Tina Fey asked NBC Universal to uh, remove some episodes of 30 Rock, right? So, yeah, they went in. And took out, uh, like, an episode from season three, one from five, one from six. It, it's, yeah, it's a little crazy. 
So a little crazy. Now, Faye put out a statement, right? And it said, um, as we strive to do the work and do better in regards to race in America, we believe that these episodes featuring actors in race-changing makeup are best taken out of circulation. I understand now that intent is not a free pass for white people to use these images. I apologize for pain they have caused. Going forward, no comedy-loving kid needs to stumble on these tropes and be stung by their ugliness. I thank NBC Universal for honouring this request. So, yeah, that happened, right? Um, now, Hulu has um, removed an episode of The Golden Girls, and I remember this episode. So, yeah, Dorothy's son, he's going to be marrying an older black woman. And there's all some craziness that's going on. And at one point, you know, some of the girls open the door. They meet the woman's parents and they're like, oh, these are these are face masks. It's We're not really black. And it's. Like you roll your eyes, right? Because it's not funny. It's just, you know, it's just dumb. It, 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 it's dumb. And it's just like, look, it's what, look, you understand, right? The non black people are going to laugh at this shit. But it's like, you know, if you're black, you look at it and you're just like, ugh, really? Really, you know what I mean? Because it's shit that you've heard all the time, all the time. Like, oh, I've got mud on my face. I'm not black. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for letting me know. I wasn't sure. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's not. You don't get offended. You're just like, ugh, this is the best that they could do. You know what I mean? That's the thing with this shit, right? Um, yeah, also, like, NBC have, um, pulled an episode of The Office, the Dwight Christmas, well, no, they didn't pull, I, I believe they just pulled the scene, and I, look, I just recently rewatched the off the whole office, and I remember seeing this, and so what it was, uh, you know, because Dwight gets to do a German Christmas in the office. And so he's playing... Ah, uh, I forget the name of the character, right? But in the, in, you know, in the traditions, the character has a helper who's... Uh, I forget if he's, the helper's meant to be black or just something weird, right? And so Moe's... Is dressed up like that person. And you only see Moe's for a second. Because one of the people go. Oh, well at least Dwight you didn't. You know bring blah blah into it. Because that would have been crazy. And then you see Dwight on the phone going. Moe's abort. Abort. Don't come in. And so you see a quick little flash of Moe's. Dressed up like this. And then he goes. And. Uh, yeah. So they pulled that scene, right? Um, 
Greg Daniels put out a statement and he said, Today we cut a shot of an actor wearing blackface that was used to criticise a specific racist European practice. Blackface is, un blackface is unsect unacceptable and making the point so graphically is hurtful and wrong. I am sorry for the pain that caused. So, yeah... That was that was taken, and also, uh, you know, a whole episode of Community was taken down, and again, like, boom! I think uh, earlier on in the year, I I started to watch Community because I remember liking it, and then I just remembered, uh, no, this isn't as good as what I thought it was. Oosh. But yeah, I remember watching the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode because that was early, right? And in it, Kang Jong's character, he dresses up as a dark elf, and dark elves are black. And so they removed that episode, and it's like, okay, I. Interesting um, Peep show Right So yeah Stuff has been cut from Peep show On Netflix um, Because there's a A, a scene where Jez wears um, Blackface makeup I don't remember that episode I haven't watched a Peep show In a long ass while now I remember what like Peep Show is funny, man. I remember watching it, uh, but yeah, it, it's been a while. Um, and yeah, so Netflix have removed that. Now, like the 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 thing I have right, the problem I have with all of this is in the instances of the Office and community it it's not really blackface like community was a dark elf so that's completely different and in the office it's just like you know what i mean it's going this is bringing ridiculous what this tradition is right it's a, it's a different thing from, you know, let's say both selector, where fucking arseface Lee Francis would be mocking like Mel B, um, Trisha Goddard and Craig David. Because, hey, one big thing about Bo selector, Craig David and Trisha Goddard both, both asked him Stop doing this, please. And he didn't. You know what I mean? He, he'd said they'd asked him to stop and he didn't. Because he thought, oh, you're being pathetic. You know, so that's a, that's a completely different thing, right? And, you know, friggin' Little Britain. Little Britain, those dick faces... You know, they just mocking people. Again, it's a different 
I feel it's a different thing. Yo, if you're just going straight out mocking people, right? That's kind of bullshit. Like, when you're telling a story, that's something different, you know? Which it is, like, with the whole situation with Gone With The Wind and stuff like that. Now, Gone With The Wind, yeah, that was bullshit. But you have to remember when when Gone With The Wind was made, right? That's that's an old-ass friggin' thing. And at that time, that's what the perception was. You know, they wanted... Black people weren't really given the opportunity for, you know, just being on TV, being in films. So when they were, it were these horrendous characterizations. And if you remove that, Right, if you remove a lot of this stuff, you're kind of saying it didn't happen. You know, it's you're letting. Hey, if Tina Fey can call up and go, "Oh, can you take these out of circulation? Can you destroy these copies?" It's saying we never did this thing. Like this never happened. And look, we've seen how people like to try and rewrite the motherfucking past. Like how someone can go on, you know, TV or whatever and go, oh, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm with this. I believe this. And then you look back and you go, wait, hold on a second. Wait, what just you... Just a few years ago, you mean, just as an example, right? Hillary Clinton, she's all right now, she's all, yes, I am down with same sex marriage. It's a great thing. I believe in it. I stand with you, people. A few years ago, Hillary signed, you know, policies. To ban gay marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, hey, she would have it that that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, she never addresses the fact that she voted against it in the past. Right? She was stringently against it in the past. Like, Joe Biden's wife and Joe Biden himself tried to ban rap music. You know what I mean? Tried to ban rap music. And then you've got Joe Biden now really trying to get the black vote. Right? What did he say? If you vote Trump, then you just ain't black. What? What? You son of a bitch? And um, also, hey, Hillary was one of the people that were asking for Obama's birth certificate, right? But, hey, these things never existed. (laughs) You know what I mean? People will always try and rewrite the past. So, by taking a lot of this content out of circulation, 
What are you doing? You're rewriting the past. You're pretending things never happened. And hey, even if someone look, I, I'm not saying because when they write, oh yeah, I don't want people to stumble upon this and be hurt. No one's hurt. As I said, people roll their eyes. People are just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, this was the best you could come up with. That's what people think. I, f I believe. Now, look, yes, there might be a few people that are hurt by it. I'm not saying that you can't be hurt by it. But what I'm saying is, for the most part, the people who are mostly taking offense over a lot of this stuff, it's not the black community. You know what I mean? And, yeah, you're, you're saying it didn't happen. So when people look back at this time, they look back at this time, right? And they'll go, wait, so in 2020, there was a coronavirus and there were riots? There were riots over, what, racial issues? What do you, what do you mean? I don't understand. Like, there was nothing on TV that was offensive at that time. Like, yeah, I've, I've looked through the archives. There's nothing. Huh. That's weird. Why did that happen? You know what I mean? Like, you can write whatever. You can say whatever. Because all evidence has been taken out of circulation. You know, why don't you just... Put something at the beginning of the episode Right Put something at the beginning of the episode I said that a few weeks back Right So you just You know A statement like This Because right now Right You have episodes that go This episode contains Scenes of violence Sexual contact Um You know Smoking Drugs Whatever, you know what I mean? All of that shit. So, add another thing going. This episode contains uh, racial stereotypes. Right? It was made, you know, at a time when, you know, the writers couldn't think of any other ways of telling a good story. Just put that. Right, so then if you don't want to see it, you don't have to watch it, you know, or have that thing because you know there's that technology. So, like, when you're scrolling through uh, social media and it will blur out certain content, you know, so you can have that. So, that's that's specific scene is blurred unless you click a thing and it go. I'm fine with this being shown. There's simple ways around it without trying to run a scorched earth program on all of this. Because, yeah, you're trying to invalidate what has come. You're trying to invalidate a reason why people are frustrated. And that's fucked up. It's fucked up, right? And I have to say, um, Channel 4, because they didn't uh, remove the Peep Show episodes, and they did say something that, yeah, it, 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 it's the truth, right? So it's just like, um, 
They said, um, where is that? Erasing our creative history is a quick fix for the issues affecting our society. Yeah. That's it. It, 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 it's like it doesn't fix anything because the, the 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 ask is for equality how is removing some scenes how does that fix equality it's not fixing equality right it's appeasing someone's you know sensibilities it's appeasing someone's guilt that's all it is. That's what a lot of what's going on is. People are trying to appease their conscience and go, oh, we're doing something, while not really doing anything. You know? Because, hey, change the system, right? What? There's not been a lot of that talk of, hey, you know what? Yes, all of this has happened, but this is how we're getting around it. We are now making sure that our boards contain this, this, and this. Right? We are removing, like, these barriers which we know affect people who have been marginalised from applying for our jobs. Because we're asking for this experience which, hey... These marginalised groups were always kept away from. So by asking for this experience, we're basically saying we only want these people to work for us. Right? So, hey, do those things. Stop with your bullshit. Stop with your lip service, with your, you know, putting a little band-aid over a gushing wound. Yeah? How about we do that stuff? I don't know. Like, this isn't going to be a quick fix, people. This is going to take a fucking long time. But we keep talking about it. We keep pushing. It's the only way shit is going to change. You know what I mean? And um, I will end with this, right? So... Channel 4 said, Channel 4 is committed to inclusion and diversity and oppose discrimination in any form and therefore have reflected deeply on this subject. We are undertaking a review of the principle governing how we can handle historic programs across our platform. So, yeah, think about it, right? Okay, so in, there's been, you know, we, when we think about, you know, at the start of just all of this current social upheaval, you know what I mean, like this final kind of agreement from most of society that, hey, the, the the lack of equality and the unlawful murders of black people has to stop, right? One of the, the, the first cases that made people go, what the fuck is going on? Because there's been so many, 
Let's, let's, let's be clear, right? It's not really just these cases. Ink, it's the fact there's been so many. And it, it's finally got to the point. And I feel it's because people are locked in and they've had time to kind of look at stuff. Right. With everything being shut down, the you know, there's a lack of news. Right. So these things stay in the feed a lot longer than what they might do when the world is completely open. Right. So there was Ahmad Aubrey, which he was killed at the end of February, the 23rd of February. And it wasn't until May, not until May. That we suddenly saw a video And it was just like wait what Right And shit started to actually happen So last week um, I saw uh, a, a few tweets that Hope Ford put out And so she um, You know she announced that A grand jury had Officially indicted Travis McMichael Greg McMichael and William R. Bryan on malice and felony murder charges. Right? So, yeah, that happened. And, you know, I think in total there were nine accounts against each person, which is huge. It is huge. Now, I think the big thing is whether, you know, all of those can actually pass. Because, hey, when we look at the situation, it is just crazy. Like, everything that took place, right? It, it, it's just insane. You know, the, the way it all went down. So... Yeah, like the, the these guys, they um, you know, they chased him. <laughs> they and that's what uh, you know, Gregory um, the the dad, right? He he said that they oh we saw a guy running and we we called you know to Brian and we got in our cars and got our guns and chased him. And it, and it's just like wait what. Yo, it's, it's like the claims that Oh, we saw him do something No, there's no evidence of seeing him do something And he, he stopped at a construction site Looked around for a couple of seconds And then continued running Which, right A load of other people had done Yo, there's video footage of other people Doing exactly the same thing But none of them Got chased So we have all of this Then we find out That um, You know there's a few people Kind of recused themselves From the case Which started with uh, You know Brunswick District Brunswick District Attorney Jackie Johnson Because She knew Gregory McMichael Right, and supposedly, right, so two county commissioners said that 
she had told them to not arrest the father and son after the incident. You know what I mean? So there's that, right? Then you had um, George Barnhill, who recruited himself because he um, worked with Gregory McMichael. But, so the crazy thing, right? So he's like, oh, I, I can't be part of this. But before he recruits himself, he writes a letter stating that, you know, that they were in a right to do what they did. And it's just like, wait, 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 wait. Why, how are you writing a letter when you're recruiting yourself? What the fuck is that? You know, it's just... It's a mess. It's a mess. So then we get um, Tom Durden take over the case in April. But it's not until the 5th of May. Right? The 5th of May. When the video goes public. That we actually get arrests. So you kind of think to yourself... Hey, would anything have happened if that video hadn't have come out? And you kind of feel, no, nothing would have happened at all. Now, a big thing is, right, so the um, Glynn County Police Department, that's getting investigated because of, um, yeah, just the way they just handled the whole situation and past other issues. So you're just like. Oh, so it's a dirty. It's a dirty station. You know. And that's why this has happened. So yeah. It's kind of like. <clears throat> it's good. That hey, these people have finally. Finally had friggin' charges put against them. But what's going to actually happen? You know, that's the big problem here. What's going to happen? Because this has taken so long. You know what I mean? Like, so long. And if they're getting charged within this provenly corrupt system... Will these, you know, will, will these indictments stick? You know, will they stick? That's the thing. Is it, It's just a funky, a real friggin' funky situation, you know? Um, yeah, and talking about you know, funky situations, so another trigger to, um, you know, the, the final last straw was the, the shooting of Brianna Taylor, you know, which is insane, it's insane, and then you couple the fact that, hey, they, um, they went to the wrong house. They went to the wrong house. Guy, they opened fire 
without even declaring they're the police, right? Their their whole no knock license, it you know they kind of lied to get it, right? There was no real cause for them to have a no knock license, right? So they lied to get this through, right? So there's that. They then lie. For, um, you know, their reasoning for opening fire They try and lie about that But when they were, you know, found that they were lying They try and change it again Caught out on another lie It is just insane Just insane Right, and, and we have Greg Fisher go Oh I'm not going to let people bully me in making my decision on what to do in this case. Be like, no one should have to bully you. The evidence speaks for itself. This young lady was murdered in her own home. She was not guilty of anything. There was no reason for the police to be there. So what do you have to think about here? Like, where's the hesitation coming from? What is going on? You know? Like, what the fuck? Now, what what has just happened is... Um, not much. And, and when I say not much, I mean because... Okay, so, the end of last week, it comes out that... Um, Brett Hankson, right, who uh, fired the shots, he's been fired. Yeah, he received a letter, right, received a letter which says he is terminated effective immediately. That's it. Right, and so the Louisville Metro Police Department posted this letter on Twitter. Be like, look, we've done something. But it's like, wait, you're fired. That's it? And what about the other two officers that were there? Huh? What the hell, yo, so in, um, so police chief Robert Schneider, yo, wrote, um, in the letter, I find your conduct a shock to the conscience, I am alarmed and stunned you use deadly force in this fashion, right, these, these are things he said in the letter, so you kind of think, wait, So if you're saying this, where is the prosecution? Like, if if you have said that the conduct was bad, right? That you're, you're alarmed that they used deadly force. Where's the prosecution? Now knowing that, hey, they went to the wrong house. They had no cause for what happened. How is that just a 
firing. Yo, like, what is going on? This is just the, the crazy thing. And also, let's remember, this has taken so motherfucking long to happen. Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, it, none of it makes any sense. Yo, know, it, it, it's just a friggin... <sighs> it's terrible, man. It is... It's hard to put into words. Any of this. It doesn't... Like, they fired ten rounds. Ten rounds. Into the apartment. Blindly, you know, they, they had no line of sight, they just sprayed it, sprayed it with bullets, and some of the bullets went through into the next apartment, so they could have, the amount of people they could have killed, and, and it's just a firing, it's just a firing. What? Yo, and this dude, Harkson, was already disciplined the year before for reckless conduct. Reckless conduct that injured an innocent person. Right, so he already had that. Already had that. And now he he gets away with killing a young lady. You know, killing a young lady in her own home. Right, in March. In March, right, the 13th of March is when this shit happened. And it's not until the 24th of June... That we see something. Something. Which. <sighs> you know. If you like. Can anyone honestly say. That this is a a, a just. You know. A, a, a just course of justice. Yeah, it, like it is terrible. Like it's it's straight up terrible and it's disgusting. Like you know, it just baffles me how there's no charges and people wonder. People wonder why. Why there's protests? Why people are saying Black Lives Matter repeatedly. You know, because these these two incidents right here, they really just kind of indicate that those in those in in those in authority kind of beg to differ. Because you kind of feel if if all was equal. This, this fucking shit, hey, 
it firstly, you know, it wouldn't have taken this fucking long when there is clear evidence, clear evidence. Wouldn't have taken so long, and we'd actually get proper fucking decisions. Is this is all a joke? This is all a joke. So now we just have we're waiting to find out: Are you going to prosecute this fucking murderer? Plus the other two, because there's still no word on the other two. You know, that fired and were there. So, uh, yeah, we got news, but doesn't really tell us anything, you know what I mean? So we're still waiting, still waiting. February and March, these both of these murders happened. February and March Really I think what It's a couple of weeks between the two of them Yeah It's it's pretty sickening Pretty motherfucking sickening So uh, We sit and wait We sit and wait Okay people So this week on Chin Check We break down UFC Fight Night, Poirier v. Hooker, and trust me, this event was great. The amount of fights that were insane, it was full of them. We had stoppages, we had submissions, we had controversy, and trust me, people, we had a potential fight of the year contender. So... Once you're done with this, make sure you tune in to the first chin check of the week and get the full breakdown. Alright? Cool. Okay, so this week I checked out the Alex Ryder series on Amazon Prime. Right? So this technically is the second time they tried to do something with Alex Ryder. You know, there was the 2006 book, um, film even, Stormbreaker, uh, but that was a flop, it wasn't great, right, um, now, Alex Ryder is based on Anthony Horowitz's book series, so there's what, I think 13 books, and some other stuff, graphic novels, you know, all of that thrown in, and the TV show is based Mostly on book two, which is point blank, but with elements of Stormbreaker book one thrown in as well. Okay, so the um, series is created by Guy Burt. Uh, it was directed by Andreas Prokaska and Christopher Smith. Um... Yeah, there's eight episodes, right? And it's starring Otto Farrant as um, Alex Ryder. We've got um, Ronek Aokilokiji as Jack Starbright. Um, Brennock O'Connor as Tom Harris, Alex's best friend. Andrew Buchan, Ian Ryder, 
Alex's uncle. Um, we've got Stephen Delane as Alan Blunt. Uh, Vicky McClure as Mrs. Jones. Uh, Liam Garrigan as Martin Wilby. Um, yeah, you know, that, that, I guess they're the main people. Um, yeah, I would say they're the main ones, right? Uh, so the, the gist of the story is this. When Alex learns that his uncle Ian has been killed in the line of duty as a British spy, and not in a car accident like he's been told... Everything changes from this otherwise normal team. He is approached by Alan Blunt, head of a shadowy offshoot of MI16. Um, or MI6, even. MI16, Jesus. Uh, known as the department, who reveals that Alex has been unknowingly trained since childhood for the dangerous world of espionage. Pressured to help investigate his uncle's death and how it connects to the assassination of two high-profile billionaires, Alex reluctantly assumes a new identity and goes undercover in a remote boarding school called Point Blank. Isolated far above the snow line in the French Alps, Point Blank claims to set the troubled teen, teenage children of the ultra-rich back onto the right track. But as he digs deeper, Alex discovers that the students are in fact the subjects of a disturbing plan by the mysterious Dr. Greff. A plan which he will have to risk his life to stop. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right, so, um, as I said, look, it's eight episodes, and they're around 45 minutes an episode, you know, uh, and, uh, I don't know, right, as, I guess, you know, fans of this sort of thing, it's probably going to appeal to. And I believe the reception for it was pretty decent, you know? I think it mostly got three and four stars. Um, for me, yeah, it, I, yeah I, it didn't work. Didn't work for me. There's just so, so many problems. So many problems. Like... I think there's just the whole idea of, oh, I'm going to, you know, I don't believe he died in a car crash. It's just, like, really quick to go to, you know? And then it's just, oh, yeah, let's find, you know, let's find out what happened. It's just all kind of, like, you know, if MI6, uh, you know, taking care, like, the little, the things that they were like, oh, let's check for, would have been picked up, 
it, it, it's just like what like they needed a better hook to tie you into that right needed a better hook we're also kind of shown that alex is meant to be the uh, kind of this bit of a badass right he's um there's a bit where he's like i know krag magar which ugh, doesn't mean anything I mean, like, you could know the best martial arts in the world. It doesn't mean that you can actually utilize that, right? So that's the big thing. And early on, we have him beat up this grown man. Which then, later on, when he's getting his ass handed to him, right... By someone who is like a woman who is, I'd say she's the, the same build as the guy he handily beat up. You're kind of like, wait, what? I thought he knew, you know, because there was no reason he, like, he was getting beaten up so bad. Like, he wasn't disadvantaged, you know, and he didn't put up any fight. So it was just kind of ridiculous, you know, from earlier. So there was that. Also, it, it, it's like the, you know, the world be building, it just seems very simplistic, right? Very simplistic. Like the whole kind of thing to bring him into the agency, very clunky, very clunky, and also, it happened in a way that then, it, it lets the cat out of the bag to everyone, but even though it does, right, because Alex is then picks up the phone and he's just like, okay, fine, oh, I don't even have to ring, you're there, right, boom, I'm in, and then everyone disappears, and you're just like, what? But it still takes Jack a little while to go, oh, okay. You know? It was just like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? It was just like, come on. Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to kind of get this shit. Right? It was just a bit ludicrous. So you have this. Then you we've got like these scenes where he's all indignant to um Blunt and Mrs. Jones and other people. But then in other situations, he's all like, oh, it's just like what? You know, like there's no reason for him to act certain ways. But they have him like, oh, yeah, let's show him being tough and... Blah. And it's just like, yeah, that's the wrong play here. What are you doing? It's odd, right? You, you Yes, his uncle has died, right? His uncle's died. But there doesn't seem to be any period of time for mourning when it comes to his best friend. Like... So now he's in with MI6, right? And so there's a bit, and they call him and just go, oh, you have to come here. So he's with his friend. And the excuse he gives, 
I mean, he could have said anything. I forget what the actual excuse was. It was pretty shit. It was pretty shit. But, the crazy thing about it, but, right? His best friend Tom starts having a go at him. And you're just like, wait, what? (laughs) His uncle has just died. Like, he basically could say anything right here. And you should just be, yeah, cool. No worries. You go do you. It's fine. But we don't get that. Right? And then, you know, towards the end, the way he, like, his friend, after doing something ridiculously dumb, I mean, his friend does many dumb things in this series, right? He um, then starts having going at him more. And, and it's hilarious because at the very end, you just have um, Alex apologise to Jack and Tom. And Jack's all, no apologies needed. We're family. And Tom's just like nodding. And you're just like, what? No, you demanded an apology just 10 minutes ago. What the fuck are you saying? So, like, yeah, all of this, there's no consistency. It doesn't make any sense. We then also, like, yeah, let's talk about the Tom situation. Because what the fuck? This character is not very good. Like, firstly, you have him wearing a fucking beanie all the time. Like, literally all the time. At school, in class, at home. Like, always wearing it. Always wear And the same one. Yo, it's just like, everyone knows who he is, (laughs) he's the only one that looks like that, you don't have to have him in a fucking beanie all the time, it's a little ridiculous, then, we have like this whole thing, oh, he, he wants to be a filmmaker, and there's this bit, but, we don't really, like, we're told he's a film buff. That's the big thing. And I think at one point he might hold a camera or something. But the whole film director kind of bit isn't really talked about. You know, there's no, oh, do you want to help me make a film? Or, yeah, I'm submitting a film to this or blah, 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 blah. So we don't get that. So when this thing happens, I mean, oh... It might be in episode 7, 6 or 7, it's towards the end. But this big thing happens. And you're just like, what? You know what I mean? It, 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 yeah. It, it, it's, oh, I don't want to give it away, but this, this thing happens. And firstly, it's a bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When did you submit anything? You haven't talked about, like, submitting anything or you ain't anything like that. Having a load of work anywhere. It was just, oh, it's a stupid ass 
you know, god damn, it was just dumb. Yo, it didn't fit within the story because you haven't built or led it there. There's been no indications that this is a thing. So, yeah, you that that happens. Right? Not the first dumb thing that Tom does. Like, he tries to blow Alex's cover in a situation where you kind of think, right? Where the fuck is all are all of these places? Because the school, the way they show it, the school is real close to the South Bank. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Where would that fucking school be? You know? It, it's just like, huh? <laughs> right? So there's that. But then you also, Alex has to go to this big ass country house. Right? Big ass country house. And you have Tom ride his bike there. And you're thinking, okay, this big ass house has land, huge amount of land. Right, they can go shooting on this land. So this isn't central London. So where the fuck is it? And how the fuck is Tom able to ride all the way there balancing a pizza? It, it, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It is baffling. It is very baffling. So yeah, you they huge issues, huge issues. Like the MI six agents are, oh, they're not the best. They're not the best. We have them like getting pickpocketed. Like they're losing people. Like losing people all the time when they're meant to be under surveillance. And you're thinking, how the fuck did you lose someone? You saw them walk into a house. The only exit is the front door. We know they left by the front door. But a second later, when you're asked, oh, I, d I don't have eyes on them. And you're just like, wait, how the fuck is that possible? You guys are dreadful. So you have that. A big thing, though. A big thing that really I just thought was it, 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 it's shocking. It's shocking and it's terrible. Um, it, it, it's just like a few people, you know, from big publications have praised the show for its diversity. Praised the show for its diversity. Okay, that's interesting, right? Because, yes, there are two, mm, I, I'd say main characters, but I don't know if you can really even call them that. So there's Jack Scarb, Starb, right? Uh, a black lady, okay? And then a girl called Aisha at... Um, the school that Alex and Tom go to, they are probably the two main characters, there's a guy at, um, I think he's a, like a computer analyst at MI6, 
who's in uh, little bits of a, a few episodes. That's that's it, right? That's it. Now, uh, a couple of times you have, um, you know, I think a black kid and there might be an Indian kid come up to Tom and ask him questions. That was it. But that's the diversity, right? That's this incredible diversity that this show is talking about. But let, let's look at that. Because Jack Starbright, right? That character right there. What the fuck? Like, essentially, housekeeper, right? That's what that character is. We have a, a bit in the first episode where um, her, she gets a letter. We The camera doesn't show, stay on the letter for long enough for us to see what it is. But then she goes and speaks to Ian Ryder and is like, oh, I've I've graduated now. But we don't know what she was studying. We don't know for how long she was studying. But that's it. Right? She seems dumb because, like, she's not following any real information. Right, like, as I said, look, when everyone, this whole kind of thing happens to try and recruit Alex, that's so blatant, so obvious, there's, she doesn't really ask any questions, and it takes her forever to then twig onto the fact that, oh, this is some government shit, right, so there's that. We then, and, you know, throughout the series, whenever, like, she's in it, how she just like she gets pushed around by Tom all the fucking time. Alex, rude to her, doesn't care, just lets it go. But she's the housekeeper. You know what I mean? Like, we know nothing about her, they do not flesh the character out at all. There is no substance. To that character She is merely there To help transition From one scene To the next They could have had a Robot in that role And would have been You know the same effect Right But that's diversity And then Aisha Nothing Rio, nothing there. She says a few things, but that's it, right? She's just the girl that Alex supposedly really likes and has supposedly liked forever, but no, no more information. We know nothing else about her. And this is the thing, right? You, they gave a lot to Tom. A lot to Tom. Nothing to these characters. So, oh, you think diversity is just having the faces in something? No, 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 no. Diversity also means, right, you have to give 
those people, those actors and actresses, something significant to do. They cannot just be there for fucking tick boxes. Because that's what this seems like. And it is very frustrating. And it's very irritating. And it's kind of sickening that no one is talking about that. Because, yeah, it pissed me off. I'm going to say it. It really did. You know, you have all these other characters, but, you know, they're, they're the ones. Oh, there's Wolf as well. I forgot about Wolf. Who, you have him just apologise to Alex. Oh, fuck that. I mean, it's just fucking irritating. It is, if like, this is a thing as well. You make Wolf... Oh, and Jack. There's a point where Jack has to apologise to Alex as well. You have them apologise to Alex. Never have Tom apologise to Alex. Even, oh, to, the, some of their shit, Tom Paul's, even knowing, you know, the situation Alex is in, right? The shit that he pulls, which I can't say because, you know, spoilers, people. But it is not good. It is not good at all. And, yeah, no, you know, no consequences for those actions, right? Now, you could say, oh, but, 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 happened, yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of roughing up, that's it, like, I'm talking about consequences with MI6, with Alex, with Jack, you know, nothing, there is nothing, so, yeah, what the fuck's up with that, why let him get off with that, but have the, you know, black characters, have to apologise to Alex. Hmm? Yeah. Just putting that out there, people. Just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Always going to bring this shit up. Right? Can't let this shit go. Because unless people talk about it, things ain't going to change. You know? But listen... If you want to watch the series, go watch the series, right? I would say this definitely wasn't for me. But I don't seem to be their target audience. Um, oh, another thing I just need to point out about this show and the ridiculous nature of, um, like, the way they try and get across certain things, okay? So Alex turns up in... Um, and no, actually, there's two points, right? Two points. So you have Alex going, oh, yeah, I don't think my dad was, my uncle was murdered. I'm going to look into that. And, oh, I see through this whole thing, right? You have him a few times at the beginning do all of that. But, 
Oh my god, there's a scene when he is invited out with um some some kids, right? Staying at the mansion where he's staying. And you like as soon as it happens, like you're just thinking, ugh, this is dodge, right? Then when this new element of what they're doing is dropped on him at the last minute, still goes, still goes and does it, right, and then looks shocked when it all goes a bit crazy, which you're thinking like, wait, what, that makes no fucking sense, especially after how you've kind of built him up earlier, so there's that. Then, like the first point I was just going to make, right? When he turns up point blank, right? Everyone else wearing big jackets, hats, face coverings. He isn't. Normal clothes. But no, no reaction to the cold. Then we're told, oh, we don't need locks. Because if you go outside, you're going to freeze to death. But, yeah, he's fine. It's just like, what do you do? Like, sort this scene out, people. Sort this goddamn scene out. But anyway, listen. If you're a fan of, um, I guess, like, most of those kind of young adult themed, like, TV shows, right, those kind of spy things, like, you know, just stuff like Chuck, and, um, stuff like that, right, probably things like Artemis Fowl, you know, Agent Cody Banks, Spy Kids, like, um, I don't know, The Letter for the King, like, those sort of shows, Right, if you're a fan of those sort of things, then Alex Ryder is going to be your sort of series. Okay, you're probably going to enjoy it. There's some action, you know. They they kind of put it out there like a little bit of a spy thing. So yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. So go check it out. Have some fun. Okay, it's eight episodes. They're around forty four minutes an episode. Okay. Cool. Okay, so this week I uh yeah, I decided to read Kabu Kabu from Nadedi Ukafar. Um it's narrated by Yetedi Badaki. Um and it's got a forward by Whoopi Goldwerg in it. It's a, yeah, it's a real interesting, it's a real interesting book, right? So, uh, the gist is this. Well, what it says on Goodread anyway, right? Kabu Kabu, unregistered illegal Nigerian taxi. Generally get you where you need to go. But Nadedi Akafa's Kabu Kabu takes the reader to exciting 
fantastic, magical, occasionally dangerous and always imaginative locations. This debut short story collection by award-winning author Okafaru includes notably previously published short work, a new novella co-written by New York Times bestseller best-selling author Alan Dean Foster and a brief forward by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, yeah, this was, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. You know what I mean? Um, but this, man, I, yeah, I didn't expect this. It's like what we have is a, a weird kind of blend of, um, like science fiction with um like new nigerian folklore and mythology you know just like all we woven together to create these just fascinating stories you know like they're both intriguing but also Ah, you know what I mean? There, there's definitely some sad shit in there, right? There is definitely some sad shit, which is just kind of crazy, you know, because we kind of have, um, yeah, there, there's this kind of, like, heartache in some, you know, especially, like, the stories of our wind Walkers, I think it's Windwalkers, like our elementals, um, yeah, who are doing their thing, and it is, it is sad, right? They're not, I don't know, they're not necessarily happy endings and all of that, but it is interesting, you know, just like she's got a great way with words. Just like painting, um, painting these stories, you know, the, the pull you in. Because this is the thing, right? Everything's different, uh, but none of them, yeah, like none of them you're going to be sitting there going, eh, kind of bored. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're definitely... Not bored with any of these. It, it's just, um, yeah, just fascinating, right? Um, as I, I really enjoyed the, ain't the cabo story of the the ride, the ride to the airport. There's that, or like, there's definitely a a moment in that where you're just like, ah. <gasps> Oh no, did, oh shit, did, did, did the thing just happen, did something like bad just happen there, you know, because like you get the gist, right, you, you definitely get a gist and a feel that, you know, it's not gonna go to plan, it's not gonna go to plan and it's gonna be kind of messed up. 
And then when you, you know, a certain person steps in for a ride, you're like, okay, all right, how are they going to play this? And, yeah, you know, it's fascinating. But when you kind of see the, the hypnotism, you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, homie could do anything right now. This could be problematic And Like Yeah We're kind of left in two minds About what actually did take place But what we do find that did happen It's not It's not exactly great But The story does end On Like it it, it ends Not over, not too bad You know what I mean Like there is kind of positives in that So yeah it, It's kind of fascinating Right Just that whole thing And just the kind of concept of this Taxi That can uh, You know It takes you on journeys Right Not quite what you'd expect though Hmm so yeah, there's that, and yeah, like you know the I think the last elemental story that's god damn because it's just like you know someone with all this power that can do this stuff, but then oh man, like the way it then just ends, you're just like oh but and. Come on Damn it Yo, actually, all the elemental stories Yeah, they're all sad That's the one thing with those ones We we find about, like, the zombies The zombies are fascinating Right, because I think when you first hear zombie Right, you think a certain thing There's a certain image that comes to mind, right? And what we find, you know, what we have, Okorafor just creates this new thing that is fascinating, right? That the zombies that we have here, it's not the zombies that you know It's not your Robert Kirkman Or your Romaro zombies Not even You know, the, the new type That we were introduced to With uh, Mike Carey's girl with all the gifts This is a new take And that That is fascinating See, this is the Enjoyment of the creative mind You know the, You can take a concept And Weave something Completely new out of it And just That story in itself Is You know because like uh, There's the, the, the human Element that Isn't the best Right not the best but where it kind of goes is real interesting. Now, the end it, it, it is kind of like 
you know, I think you can look at it as a positive. I mean, it, it it's not necessarily maybe the best situation, but that's a, a situation that is kind of brought from, I guess, opportunity and tradition. But you kind of feel it's better than what was. You know, so there's that, right? Um... And we see the zombies in more than one story. So that's kind of... Yeah, there's kind of things that kind of jump from one story to another. So there's a f- kind of a Fred, but not a Fred. Which is interesting. You know? But yeah, real good. Really enjoyed. Um, and you kind of pick up on different stuff. Like the fattening heart. Which is all like, yo... What? You know what I mean? And just... Ah... Like... This whole kind of thing... Of... People being given information... But they letting their emotion... Kind of... You know... Stop them from... Doing the wise thing. And this is something that... Hey, I think we all... Understand. We all have experience of, right? So that's just... You know, it's heartbreaking. But it's understandable. To a degree. Obviously. You know, because you kind of feel... Wait, why would you do that? Come on. But yeah, it's, it's just... Yo, you're given this insight. You know, insight into something different. You know, something, a break from the norm, right? So this African heritage. But also with another twist on it, because, hey, now we're playing in the future. But it's a slightly different future, you know what I mean? It's this African future. And I think that's the joy of it all. You know? That we we get this. And there's short stories, but it's still a rich world. This rich tapestry that Okafor kind of weaves and crafts for us. And everything. Even though you might not know it. The picture that is painted for us. You get it. You can see it. You you walk in it. Which is like. Yeah. That's the joy of a book right. And. um, You know. I think the great thing of an audio book. When. You know. the, the, The pieces are being read by someone. Who can really do them justice. And Badake, you know, she does that. She does a great job with the narration of the different pieces. Oh, I think the story of the sisters going back home and staying in the house. You know what I mean? That one, god damn. But it's like, oh, who's the hero? Is it the rug? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whoa, 
that's a crazy story. Uh, and it's just good. I enjoyed it. People, uh, yeah, I think it, it, this is worth checking out. I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. You'll just be enthralled and uh, want to check out more of her stuff. Now, for those that don't know, um, you know, she's, a, you know, Okafor's got a, she's written a good few books and she's messed around in the comic book world as well. You know, she's written um, some stuff for Marvel. You know, she wrote um, Long Live the King, a Black Panther piece. Um, And then she went back to, uh, you know, Wakanda with a Shuri series. So um, on his sister. And then there was the Wakanda Forever Kind of uh, bookend pieces, so um, you know, and she's got a. She did some other stuff as well, you know, some creator own pieces. So um, you know, if it's comics you like, she's done that, and she's done a lot of um books too with um the Binti series, the Binti trilogy, that is getting adapted for Hulu. So um. Yeah, you know, we can find Okafor all over the place. Um, and I do believe she's got a new book coming out later this year. So, uh, yeah, go check out Kabu Kabu, people. You will not be disappointed. Okay, people, so... We're coming to the end of another episode And uh, as we do Let's look and see what's happening In the film No, TV world today, right? Yes, that's correct Okay, so Quibi It seems to be losing money You know, they haven't hit their targets But They're still looking to put out new material and it seems that they've made a deal with Bloomhouse Television to uh, develop a new murder mystery series from Anthony Horowitz, uh, which will be called Nine Bodies in a Mexican Morgue. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems that um, Jeremy Gold. Marcy Wiseman and um, Bloom are going to be uh, the showrunners and executive producers on this and um, yeah the story follows nine strangers who find themselves lost in a remote Mexican jungle after their small plane crashes the pilot the um yeah, and then, uh, you know, members of the party start getting killed off one by one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bit creepy, right? Um, also, okay, so Gabriel Union and Frida Pinto have teamed up. And they're going to be working on Dressed in Dreams. So this is uh, based on Tanisha C. Ford's memoir. 
so the book kind of breaks down it, it like her kind of journey through uh, you know time using fashion right so uh yeah it, it, it it's like the vehicle the fashion is the vehicle to address certain themes right so uh yeah i think it's kind of a lot of 60s based but then it kind of comes into a bit of modern day kind of stuff so uh yeah that could be interesting um Another thing that's getting worked on So Ava DuVernay She is um, Working with Colin Kaepernick On uh, Black and Colin in black and white Which will be um, a six part Limited series Which will be on Netflix So uh, I think the idea Of the show is to uh, Kind of look at Kaepernick as in his teenage years And um, you know how he kind of used sport You know because he was a you know big in football, baseball and basketball Right so it, it's kind of looking at that And it's putting the emphasis on the influences and circumstances That developed the social and cultural conscience that uh, he has today. So yeah, that's getting worked on. Um, we've also um, heard that Adult Swim and um, Country Roll are going to be uh, kind of updating people on their Blade Runner Black Lotus. Uh, animation uh, Yeah So I think it's part of um, You know uh, A kind of uh, A festival thing that's coming on um, You know So it's it's going to be like 13 half hour episodes No real word On um, You know when it's gonna hit But uh, yeah, you know There seems to be progress On the series um, It seems that we're getting a Tiger Woods um, Miniseries So it's gonna be Based on um, A biography That uh, Jeff Benedict And Armin Ketiani uh, produced um, and I think uh, you know it address it you know it kind of starts the story on his comeback into the golf world but it starts off with the car crash that kind of helped let all the infidelity and cheating out the bag in 2009 so yeah you know, at least it's, you know, it's not gonna hide the grime So it'll be interesting, right, to see, um, you know, what they do and how they talk about 
these things and how it potentially influenced him yeah refocusing on the golf and uh coming back to um win you know what I mean like he did right so um yeah I think that's uh that's kind of interesting um also okay so uh HBO they've renewed curb your enthusiasm so uh yeah just as attempt season finished yeah they uh put it out that it's getting an 11th and um david said believe me i am as upset about this as you one day i can only hope that hbo will come to their senses and grant me the cancellation i so richly deserve so uh yeah there is a more curb to come and people finally some more renewal news so netflix have renewed ozark for a fourth but Final season But the big thing is Right Usually the each season Has had 10 episodes But the fourth It's getting 14 episodes Right 14 episodes and, But uh, The thing I always find a bit like uh, Is it one season Or is it two Because they're splitting it in two Right so, um, yeah, each portion is going to obviously have seven episodes each, which kind of makes you think, just say it's a fourth and a fifth season. You know what I mean? Because if there's going to be a gap in between the two, you might as well, right? But, uh, yeah, um, you know, everyone involved in the show... Uh, you know, all the all the major casts are reportedly on board for coming back. Um, and Chris Mundy said that they are very happy that Netflix recognise the importance of giving the series more time to end the saga. So um, yeah, that is it, people. You know what I mean? We, uh, yeah, I feel we've um, washed the news in blood. We've given our take. And uh, now it's in the wind, people, for you to digest and enjoy. Share with your peoples. It is what it is, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Right? Enjoy the rest of your week. It's... uh, you know, 4th of July weekend and all of that in the US. So, yeah, have fun. have Be safe in your barbecues. And we will, uh, we will reconvene next Wednesday, people. All right? Take it easy.